Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacovas will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And point your toes west. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroesfilm.com to get tickets now. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Do you like my new camera angle? It's great. Thanks, My camera Kate. angle's still the same. Why are you not using the fancy camera that they gave us? Because I use that for animation now. Yeah! Nice. <laughs> you took the fucking iHeart Sony camera and don't use it for the... What, what if we want to one day put these on YouTube and you're going to look like that and not high def? Uh, that's fine with me. You don't give two Fs. This camera's high def. It's just not No, that 4K. camera sucks. It's just not 4K, bro. That's Bro, all. you look pixelated compared to me. Look. <laughs> okay, bud. I guess, you know, I guess it's okay. Let's talk about Disneyland. We went to Disneyland. Oh, so we did Sure as fuck did. Oh, my God. Did you have fun? Joelle and Donald made lightsabers. I did make a lightsaber. <laughs> I got misty-eyed in there. I cried a little bit. It was... Did beautiful. you cry in there for real? Yes. Listen, Disney has to give those performers a raise because they really sell the experience. Like, there are moments, like, when you take out your credit card, you're like, okay, I'm not in the Star Wars universe. It's broken. But then they take you through, like, a dark tunnel and a secret room, and the lights change, and there are sound effects. And I don't want to spoil it if you're going to go to Disney, but magic really happens in that room, and then you leave with a dope-ass lightsaber. It's I already booked tickets to go back to Disneyland. Oh, Joelle, like, you should have seen Joelle... And Daniel, because Donald has been there a zillion times, <laughs> take in the Star Wars world. These guys, it was amazing. I felt like I felt like a proud parent watching my kids Ugh. digest Disney for the Ugh. first time. It was amazing, magical. Truly. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I don't. I I do want to say that I was disappointed in the Spider Man ride. Oh we no! Did oh really? You guys okay. weren't there when we did the Spider Man ride. No, but. Donald, your thought? I know you're probably not going to say anything negative about a, about the Marvel Universe, but I didn't think the ride lived up to any hype. It was fun. Um, <laughs> it was the exact same. It's like they bought the Toy Story ride and just re and rebranded it with different stuff. The best, the best ride in the Look, park. He's changing for the me subject. He's changing the subject. Was he can't definitely say anything still and always will be. 
The Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Oh, okay. Phew. Oh, hell no. Hell so no. Just not, the straight not Rise of the Resistance. Not Rise of the Resistance. I mean, yeah, that's a great ride, too. It's, it's, but the best ride in the park still is Guardians of the Galaxy. You just seem most geeked when you drive the Millennium Falcon. That's when you came mm. out. Like, well, excellent. I was just trying to see how many coaxium you guys got, and you guys only got one. I got two. You know, Listen, um, we don't know all the secret. We were not the first people to drive the Millennium there's, Falcon. There's no so sequel. Well, yeah, you know, I Donald was, knows all. You've the honed your skills. Over I time. was one of. I was, if not the first, the second person to fly the Millennium Falcon <laughs> at Disneyland California. <laughs> Uh, I'm not necessarily supposed to tell anybody that, but I did anyway. And now the whole world knows. The well, whole I, world knows. Donald, you know <laughs> a I think lot I got in trouble for that, too, because I told everybody at Celebration. They told me and, uh, and, and Bobby Moynihan, who also flew the Millennium Falcon that day, at Celebration in Chicago, don't tell everybody that you flew the Millennium Falcon. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Why would they uh... care? I walked out on stage at the Star Wars show and I was like, I was the first person to fly the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> um, what other things were really fun? I how like, was, uh, I got it, Dale. I was, how was Rise of the Resistance? We didn't ride oh, it. Oh, we didn't get to do it because it, it broke down. Apparently, it's so complicated that it breaks down a bunch, I was told. Are you serious? Yeah, and um, I'm sure that'll wow. be fine. But it's very hard to get, to, get, to get on it and then and then when we thought we had a slot, it broke down. Wow. Uh, okay. Well, Loki, I'm thankful that we we that we left when we did because I was thinking I was you know I wasn't going to pressure Joel into this, but as the time kind of ticked longer and longer, I was like, okay, we want to leave around four, but we'll do Rise of the Resistance at four, then we'll go. And when they said it's going to be closer to five five thirty, I was thinking maybe we can stay another hour, but that's a long time. We're going to hit crazy traffic on the way back. We will so get home hot, to like seven or eight. It was it was so hot. It was the hottest oh. time I've ever been. Disney. You guys, we would have been fine. It would have been all good. But we made one critical error. What's, What's that? that? We drank the margaritas. After the margaritas, oh, got everybody got tired. got tired after the margaritas. Everybody was like, I'm ready to go home. The second we got to, Cal- <laughs> the second we got to California Adventure. Listen, I've barely been drinking, but the second we got to California Adventure in 100-degree heat, I saw the margarita stand, and I was like, we need frozen margaritas. Frozen margaritas now. <laughs> and then we had, like, frozen margaritas, and then all of a sudden everyone was like, oh, oh no, I'm tired. <laughs> I want to go home. <laughs> I want to go home. And be My kid place. was so pissed off. My kid was like, wait a second. We got two more hours, Dad. <laughs> way, I want to go to the freaking – Rocco had a funny so moment. Pissed. He was about to get on uh, – um, the What's space the, one. He was about space to get on Mountain. Space Mountain, and he felt we had just eaten, so he oh. was like, his stomach was rumbling, and he's like, I can't do it, I can't do it. Then they all went on Space Mountain. They came off. Rocco, literally out of a movie, lets out a huge burp, and he's like, Okay, I'm ready to go on Space Mountain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love it. Did uh, Did Henry ride the Incredicoaster? Um, yes, yes. He did. My next nephew, me. my he nephew Henry, had never been on an upside down roller coaster, and mm-hmm. uh, and he finally conquered his fears and did it next to Uncle Donald. You know, the first time we, I, he ever went to Disneyland was with me, and he was seven years old, and uh, I tried to convince him to get on the roller coaster, which yeah. was then the California Scream, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and he said he didn't want to do it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Flash cut to now I have a seven-year-old. <laughs> yeah. And my seven-year-old is was like, I'm getting on this ride. Yep. So yep. to make up for missing it when we were, when, you know, 
all these years ago, 14 years ago, he got I got to ride with Henry this time. Yeah. Also. Oh. That's so amazing. Really that was cool. sweet. By the way, the funniest part of the day was, I mean, there were so many funny parts of the day. I laughed my ass off. But we bring Wilder, Donald's little girl. How old is she, Donald? She's six. She's six um, into the haunted mansion. <laughs> and and she's like not feeling it. And and then all of a sudden we're in that first elevator part and there's a giant like witch scream. And Casey goes, oh, Joel. Like, <laughs> like trying to convince Wilder that it was Joel being silly. <laughs> I thought, okay, so I really did scream in there. Oh, and so I wasn't that's sure she, she was that. actually like Joel is screaming. Or if oh, I had accidentally I thought, scared no, Wilder were, because you, I was screaming. Did you do a big witch cackle? I did. I did. Oh, it was you. I totally misread it. I thought that was part of the ride. <laughs> and like, that ah! I thought scary. it was part of the ride and that Casey was trying to soothe Wilder by being like, silly, Joel. <laughs> no, no, no. Joel actually did it. Actually did the scream. Wait, we have to talk about uh, Black Widow because I don't know if you saw that some early – like screenings must have happened because Florence mm-hmm. Pugh was trending on Twitter today. Oh, really? Um, and someone said, get ready for the Marvel Puniverse. Wow. Nice. MC Pugh? Wow. Yeah, I mean, I guess, in, in, check out IndieWire, Daniel. They have this whole okay. article about how Florence Pugh steals the movie. So Hell I'm proud yeah. Of our, I'm proud of our girl. No surprise at all. That's why they hired her. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> and uh, by the way, so Carrie Brothers, our friend, uh, got tickets because uh, he's like that for July 9th when it comes out. And uh, he says to me, I got two. Florence is going to be out of town because she's shooting a film. And he goes to Donald and he's like, you want to be the fourth? And I'm thinking like, Donald's not going to be able to go without Casey and like the kids. He's like, hell yeah, I want to be the fourth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, so I do. Me and, me and Donald and Carrie and his wife have a have a date for July 9th for Black Widow. That's Can't wait. Cute. I'm very excited. We're going to an early screening now, so fingers crossed, everybody. Um, it's season five, y'all. Let's uh, let's get into it. Ooh. Five, six, seven, eight. Stories about a show we made About a bunch of docs and nurses And a janitor who loved to hate I said he's got stories That you all should What musical is this from? I'm going to change the lyrics, but keep the tune. Here we go. I got it. I already no, know. Wait. No, wait. Dun, 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 I don't think that's the song he's dun, referring dun, to. Dun, no. Dun, 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 Okay, that's Ant Man, and now I think they just went into Avengers Endgame. Like he knows, <laughs> my nephew knows the Love different it. score moments. Love that it. Was cool AF. Yes, he was. Um, yeah, everybody he's a great, was. Great, and, and my whole family—they're so delightful. I love them. Um, okay, ready? Yeah. Season five. Season five. Mm. Who are you? What have you? Season five. That's Jesus Christ Superstar. Thank you, Joel. Daniel, yes. D- Donald, you didn't get that? No. It was all really? that took my tongue. No. I'm disappointed in you. Did you get, did you, do you know what mine is? Yeah, some stuff. How about this bullshit. one? How about this one? <laughs> it's now season five of that show we call Scrubs. 
It's now season five of that show we call Scrubs. It's season five, season five. It's season five. Okay. Who were you doing that for? Was it Jess Weiss, the, our composer friend? You were yeah. like, you were, our, our, Carrie's wife Jess is a composer, and Donald was showing off to her that he had the entire No, they memorized. asked me to do it, and I did the whole No, score. but I thought like you'd do like, like the hooky part, but you I was literally like, went through like, yeah, yeah, he was doing like the, like the denouement, like cello parts, <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> oh, did you spin today, Donald? I did not spin today. I got back on the horse, man. I have, I, the whole time I was doing Cheaper by the Dozen, I was doing weights, but not cardio. And man, I got to tell you, it's, uh, it's hard to get back. Mm. I, it's a testament to how far I made it because I tried for a second to do where I was at, and that was not really doable. Yeah, I, uh, you know, we walked Disneyland. <laughs> so that was our cardio. <laughs> no, and then the very next day I played golf right after that. Oh wow! Uh, I, I played golf the next day and walked another six miles. And today my legs are a little, uh, they're a little worn out. A little jelly. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I gotta say, out. I will say the good thing about Peloton is that it's kind of like a ski mountain. You know, you can just do it at whatever level you're at. And I was certainly getting pretty darn good at it. Not Casey Cobb good, but good. And today I was like, oof, back to the bunny slopes. I gotta build back up. I like that. I'm, but I'm <laughs> doing it. I'm doing. I'm putting in the hustle, Donald. I'm gonna put in the work. I'm, gonna I'm put putting the work in the hustle. In I need you. you to join me on the hustle. I'm gonna put the work in with you, Peloton. I, here we go. Not I only send, am I gonna Peloton, I'm also gonna lift weights too, though. Yeah, I wish you'd join me at my gym. I I send Donald pictures because I, other than my girlfriend, I can't really send progress shots to anyone <laughs> because you know. But I send them to Donald. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh oh. It's a little. It's a little gay, but. Sending like you it. my progress shots? I, I thought that you'd be well, like, it's nothing but you is. and like you, these really tight shorts with your shirt <laughs> off. And for some reason, I get a weird boner. So I just okay, want well, you to. Okay, well, if it shifts, it shifts. Don't deny what you're feeling. I didn't deny it. I just said it just feels a little you gay. Okay. And I'm okay well, little, with that. There's nothing wrong gay with that. It's fine, dude. We're all a little gay. Hey, guys. Everybody's gay in Hollywood. Shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I remember what is it the Kinsey scale, which is the, determines where on the uh, straight gay spectrum you fall. It's okay if you if your Kinsey scale moves, Donald, because you saw my abs. Your abs are fucking fierce. Okay, thank you. You have fierce abs right now. I met and you and McGregor, and my Kinsey scale just blew up. It was like it was <laughs> like oh boy. <laughs> It was no longer a scale. It was just like it was like just a dot with you. And it was McGregor's like when you face. get on a see, when you get on the seesaw and somebody jumps off when they're on the bottom and you yes. go crashing down. That's what happened when I met you and McGregor. He was like, "Hello there." And yeah, you were hello like, there. Ah! and I was like, <laughs> "That's all right." Do you remember like, how it was when we met Benjamin Bratt? Do you remember that? Yeah, same thing. Seesaw, seesaw fell. Dude, we were grabbing each other's hands. Yeah, we were slapping like each other's giddy. hands. We weren't yeah. slapping. We were holding. Like, it was like we were trying to hold each other's hands. Like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. It's all right. Just let it happen. Okay. Let my abs wash over you. Okay. If, you okay. if it moves, it moves, Donald. Do you uh, go every day? No. I, I'm, I'm, well, during the movie, I was just going when I could. Uh, now, I'm, now that I'm done with the movie, I'm, gonna, I'm committed to going three times a week and then doing cardio on the two days off. Good for you, man. Let's That's go. my commitment to myself. And I'll hopefully sneak in some tennis with you, my friend. Okay, that'd be fun. 
Um, all right, let's talk about the TV show Scrubs. This is uh, season five. Speaking of fit, how fucking fit are you in season five? I lost some weight. Bro, I you guess. look good. Do you remember what was going on? You looked like uh, Tay Diggs. I had a <laughs> I had a new girlfriend, uh, and I was trying to keep up. I guess I don't know what it was. I don't know what happened. I don't was know this why, Casey or a different one? This was a season five is a different one. So yeah, okay. it's it's Casey. Oh, a new one meaning but, Casey. Yeah, yeah, oh. it was Casey coming in. Okay. All right, listen, we're attendings. We are attending. This episode was written and directed by the legendary uh, showrunner Bill Lawrence. Very new things, like the new new things that I, I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, wait, this isn't a fantasy. Yeah. First of all, this is the ultimate example in 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 all nine years of Scrubs. The most egregious example of this isn't a fantasy is in this episode. Yeah, you in a backpack. I'm in a backpack, and it's not a fantasy. And, <laughs> and then folded up with your feet yeah, by your face. Yeah. And it's not even it's not even a giant backpacking backpack. It's like a school backpack. Yeah, and you fit inside <laughs> of it. And that's how we sneak into the movies. And that's how I sneak you into my house. My apartment, I should say. I know. And by the way, I cracked up at it, but I just don't know why Bill didn't just decide to flash out and make it a fantasy. But he really stayed committed to it being real life. There's so many moments in this that are like that, even with the no. cardboard cutouts. Get no, the heck that's... out of here. You hide in the cardboard cutout. You hide in the cardboard cutout amongst, like e. amidst, amidst, amidst the cardboard cutout. Yeah, sorry. You hide amidst, however you say that shit. Amidst. You can't say amidst. Amidst. Yeah, there you, you go. Hi, you hid amidst. No, I don't know how to say it. You a were. A-M-I-D-S-T. Amidst. You hid amidst. Nice, you nailed it. The cardboard cutouts. I did, but that's believable. No, bro. <laughs> well, what's not, what's not believable is that the janitor went into a copy room for um, 30 seconds. Seconds and, and, and comes and, out and, with And that. was able to make a cardboard cutout of me. That and Turk dropping the birth control pill oh down Carlos' God. throat. Oh, my God. First of all, let's be real for a second. Wouldn't a wife, a woman, be fucking... Livid on the verge of ending a marriage over this. No, not unless I mean it's you're clear dosing they, her secretly with birth control pills. It's clear that they didn't have a conversation about this baby. She said she wants to have a baby, and he's like, "All right, fine, I'll do whatever you want to do." Is pretty much what happened, bro. And you're hiding birth control pills in her food. Yeah, because she said she wants to have sex. Listen, I'm gonna tell you something right now. Making the baby <laughs> is a lot of fun, but once the baby is in there. The sex stops, man. It's over. I thought women get really uh, randy when they have a baby. Every now and then, but not every day. Look, you heard what he said. <laughs> in the last eight days, we had sex 20 times. Do you know how much I would love that? If my <laughs> wife, for the next eight days, was like, we're going to fuck 20 times. We're going to fuck 20 times in eight days, baby. So you better get ready. Man, I would I would be drinking all of the pineapple juice I needed to drink. Oh I would be God. doing anything. I would be drinking Red Bulls. Listen, oh Anything and everything to fuck 20 times in eight days. That's a freaking dream come true for me. I don't that's know about y'all. put that on a t-shirt, Joel, uh, in the merch store. Uh, okay. quoth, quoth Donald Faison. You want to quote that? Yeah, I want to put that on a t-shirt. That's a big, that's a lot to put on a t-shirt, dude. <laughs> yeah. To fuck 20 times in eight days is a dream come true for me. Yeah. That's a lot of words on a t-shirt, yeah. bro. Yeah. 
Oh, by the way, the other thing, not to digress for a minute, but we talked about putting, um, since Donald's answer uh, was so popular on Family Feud of an alligator being the most helpful <laughs> animal to get you out of the zoo, we, we talked about some merch. Joelle, if you could make this happen, uh, we need someone to draw an alligator um, helping people out of the zoo and then over the fence. And on the back, it's going to say, survey says. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I okay, just think, let's talk Joelle, about, let's... Joelle, don't you think that in real life, if yes. a woman was getting secretly dosed by her husband with birth control pills, that she uh-huh. would be a smidgen more upset than Carla was? It's absolutely about to be a fight. It's absolutely because it, that's your all your hormones. It's all of them. It's like, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. If you wanted to have the conversation, you could have brought it. Like, Turk could have been like, yo, we got to talk about having this baby. I'm not sure. Instead, he was like, what if I just accidentally choke you in the middle of the night with this pill? <laughs> slip it in your brownies. Like, so yeah. And he's giving them to me, more too. times tomorrow. And then he's giving it oh to me, God. too. I didn't. I don't know when I'm eating the brownies. And then Cox <laughs> takes my urine sample in and finds out that I'm. it's positive for birth control. <laughs> like, Jill, Dude, I'm not dosing, trying to get pregnant. Dosing that was hilarious. I ain't trying to get pregnant. <laughs> right. So Elliot's moved to a new fancy hospital, uh, which is clearly, very clearly, just one nurse's station of the hospital they've moder- made look modern. It's, the, it's our hospital. They just, like, put some blue lights up and change the decor a bit. Yes. Um, and the episode an- opens with two big pratfalls. One from me when I'm, I fall down uh, the hotel. I'm staying in steps. And then uh, Sarah falls, for some apparent reason, entering her new hospital. And then I get caught um, stealing, stealing someone's a car. Porsche. Yes. And I have to hand over my driving sunglasses, driving scarf, uh, driving gloves. And then he looks at my crotch and I go, here's your driving sock. And I pull the sock out. I guess I was stuffing my jock to make myself look girthier. Well, they say when you have a car like that, you're, uh, you know, compensating for something. I don't think that's true because I like sports cars and I'm very happy with my my peep. Nothing like a nice girthy shaft in its natural element. We know that. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But you're saying that if you have a girthy enough shaft, you're fine driving any car and that men stereotypically with small peeps like a sports car. That's what you're saying, that you agree with that. I just... Isn't that like the... Yes, that is a joke people say. Like when they see a a Lamborghini go by, they go, he must have a small penis or something. Right. I thought that was the stereotype. I was just... It is. I don't like it. I was trying to answer it. All right. Horse hospital. Okay, let's get into the show. Before horse hospital, what about baggy cargo pants? Did you see the... the, I used to rock these baggy-ass cargo pants, and they are really highlighted here in 2006. I didn't notice them. Oh yeah, when I'm when I'm taking out my uh, my driving sock, um, you have you on see, some baggy cargo. You pants? You see the pants? Do you remember these pants that we all used to wear? Baggy I, ass cargo. I pants. do remember wearing baggy ass clothes and stuff like that, but you know, I don't recall you wearing baggy ass cargo pants. Oh, That's you know, with the wide leg, no no taper at all, just like the wide ass just leg that goes <laughs> all the way down. You know, oh, uh, I, I still got them joints. I don't want to give them up. Okay. Whenever I put on my cargo shorts, flows like no, 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 no. Yeah, my wife made me throw out my cargo shorts. I don't have them anymore. Yeah, I still have one just for memory's sake. And all my cargo pants that I loved are gone too. Yeah, unfortunately. The janitor says to me, "How depressing is it being you?" That's fucked up. That's so fucked up. 
But then you'd say to him, you know, can you? I have a new intern coming in, which leads to probably one of your biggest monologues ever in the show's yeah, history, eh? That's true. And it's pretty funny. The whole thing yeah. ranges from getting the reference to Catch-22 wrong to trying to go to 1492. I'm trying to be like Cox, you know? <laughs> I'm trying to give them my big Cox monologue. You mean it's not, it wasn't a fisherman who was out at sea and caught 22 fish? No, that's not the plot of Catch-22. That isn't the plot of Catch-22. <laughs> I thought it was. I was like, oh, that's pretty clever. Really? Dirk? Oh yeah, man, God. I'm a dummy, man. When it comes, Dude, I said alligator would help out animals right. on the Family Feud. Right. right. You also I... said California was uh, the, uh, a city. That was just a brain live. fart. That was just a brain. Yeah, fart. but Steve Hart. Well, the judges gave it to you, though. I think it was a celebrity, uh, celebrity Family Feud um, leniency. Okay, that's fine. Uh, no, we won with it, and I'm happy. And we won, we gave a twenty five thousand dollars to charity. Yeah, for stop cool AAPI that. hate. I'm cool with that. I'm just saying you did say California briefly. Yeah, but I had a brain fart. It's all good. <laughs> it happens. Hey, I have brain farts too. That I couldn't think of uh, what was the thing? A wreck? What's something in your life that's a wreck? Yeah. So wait, this is the episode, the whole episode, we don't see Keith. Right. And then we come back the next episode. And is it Keith? Yes. The one it's, who it's later Dude becomes? Meister. Keith Dudemeister. Who becomes Elliot's boyfriend. Yes, but a little bit of Scrubs Wiki trivia um, from the camera angle and from seeing his hands, he's nothing like Keith. Right. He doesn't even the hair when you mess up his hair right. falls in his face. I, I imagine they hadn't cast him yet. And so this was a placeholder. Got it. But um, yeah, that was, that that was, was interesting. That was, it was very interesting because I was like, I don't, if this is Keith, one, he doesn't sound like Keith. Yeah, who I'm was it? Even, it was some, I someone just going, hmm, hmm. I didn't know if it was Bill or not, but it's just someone going, hmm, 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 hmm. And Keith never really comes off afraid when we meet him later on. Or does he? Am I missing something? I don't know. I can tell you that um, Scrubs Wiki said something interesting. It said, um, maybe it's uh, inspired by a MASH episode that was called Point of View, which is from the whole episode's from the eyes of an injured soldier. And, uh, and we know Bill loved MASH, so maybe it was a homage to, to MASH. That shit was hilarious, that coffee machine gag, man, where Elliot's yeah. trying to fill the coffee, and yeah. she runs to the hospital to get the Foley catheter, and when she gets back, the coffee's all down, running all down the hallway. That shit had yeah. me rolling out loud. I laughed out loud at that one. That there was were a lot of this was the era. 2006 was when those, like, we thought we were so cool because we actually had a coffee robot on set. It was, like, when those first things came out, and we were like... A coffee robot? And it just makes <laughs> yeah. whatever you want? It's too good to be true. We didn't realize what shit coffee it was, but we were just geeked to have it. That shit was hilarious. The whole Turkish thing was hilarious. Uh, yeah, so where, JD apparently speaks Turkish fluently. Yeah, not only that, but uh, what was the dude's name? Omar. Omar was yeah. a thief and was stealing your pudding without yeah. you knowing about it. Yes. And and we did a double play on the word Turk. Yeah, the, the Turks. Turks. Yeah. I'm really pissed off. Okay, I'm getting really annoyed at the Turks right now. Yeah. Was the first one. And he turns around and she goes, no, not you, Omar. I mean these two. <laughs> yeah. And then you go, I'm really getting annoyed with the Turks right now. And she goes, you too? Well, I don't know what she said, but you're like, no, Omar, he's stealing my pudding. <laughs> Omar keeps stealing your- my pudding. <laughs> Very and funny. I, and then, and then, in, and then in, in, in Turkish, I uh, 
That is the language, right? Turkish, that's a language? I believe so. Daniel, you seem like someone who would know that. Uh, I appreciate the casual throws to me knowing everything, but I, I'm Daniel, sorry. Daniel, in my, my mind, you're, you're, in my mind, you're even smarter than you actually are. I appreciate <laughs> I talk with confidence about the things I know a lot about and come off like I know everything. Oh, I do okay. not. I, I really appreciate it, that, though. I would you have gotten me, it wrong. I do want... Wait, where's me? You honor me. I can't... I haven't even used you honor me in so long. I also got to come over and fix your stuff. You honor me. You honor me. You honor me. It works. <laughs> Should we talk about how JD bumps... Don't Atlanta? rush me. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> Oh Let's talk Jesus. about how you fake an orgasm, and it's like you you have like a fucking full on when Harry met Sally moment. No, but they don't let me go for real. Well, they you know clearly they clearly censored you know it the been a NBC lot version. More than that. Oh, I can only imagine what you must have done in outtakes. Wait, you could do it here. Give us it was no, don't don't encourage you him. Really oh my want god. This? What? Yes, I do. Joel. Joel, I can't <laughs> leave you. I would like the record to reflect uh, for any someone. for any women that are offended, I'd like the record to reflect that Joel requested this. She asked for this. Oh, god. You're gonna need to mix oh, it down, geez. I'm sure, down right. Oh yeah. You're gonna get me there, aren't you? <laughs> Zach, I love you. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh my oh my god i'm sorry about the oh my god he came again he came again oh god. some for you some for me oh, oh my gosh all right <laughs> <laughs> that's like the ultimate nut man you know what I would you're say? You're welcome, Joel. You're welcome. You, you asked you know, for it. You're you, welcome. You know what I would say when that hit my forehead? What would you say when I said to you, when I said to you, okay, I'm going to try to come? What would you say? Do or do not. <laughs> there is no try. <laughs> oh my God. I can't believe we've done God, this on the it. show. We'll probably have to cut that, but it's funny. Oh, but, you know, for the record, Joelle requested it. Everybody. She did, did request it. I did. I think we should keep it. Um, you call me a honky Adonis. Yes. <laughs> no, you call yourself a honky Adonis. Well, you, I'm, I'm saying that you called me a honky Adonis. Yeah. Yes. And I'm quite doughy this season. It doesn't look like I've been to the gym at all. I was look, probably having a very fun time off. This I is season I, five. At this I'm point, doughy. I, think, I think we were all... Uh, you know, we were finding new things that we liked about yeah, ourselves. Like eating and drinking. Yeah. Well, you know what? You were in. You are in a. If I recall correctly, you were in a relationship, a very good relationship at this point, and so. Yes. You know, you know what how it gets when you fall in love and everything like I that. Know. You start eating. Is this the sa- season well, with Mandy? I think it is the Mandy season. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, this is when. This is right around the time where. Raiden is starting to get traction also. You know oh. what I mean? Like he's starting to... He's starting to catch Fuego? Well, I don't know if he's starting to catch Fuego, but, you know, he would he would have a night at the hotel cafe. It wouldn't just be... You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Carrie was the one that brought everybody to the hotel cafe. Yes. And then, you know, and would always headline acts. But then I think this is when Raiden started to break off and do. Yeah, Raiden started to catch uh, Fuego a bit. And yeah. um, and that was exciting to watch, watch it yeah. happen. I believe um, this is the season that that happened. Um, so uh, it's revealed that I had to gnaw my way out of said backpack to get out because 
Carla says that there was a hole in the backpack. And, and all of her change fell through it. Yes. And the only way that I was able to get out of the tiny backpack was that I had to gnaw my way out. <laughs> Which is like, this is, I, I, this is, I guess where Scrubs gets really wacky all of a sudden. Well, well, dude, we're about to do, when, when are the fucking ostriches that steal your hat? Is that this season? It might be. It <laughs> could be. It's either this, whatever season that we have the baby. So it could be the next season. When we go oh, wait, over to Joel just house. said uh, Mandy's in the uh, is in the is in the poison episode. My half acre is that what you're saying, Joel? Episode nine of this season. See, and she's also saying Turkish, also referred to as Istanbul Turkish or Turkey Turkish, is the most widely spoken of the Turkic languages. So there you go. There's your trivia that Daniel should have known. Oh, well, there you go. All right, we need to take a break, and we will be right back with more of this show recap rewatch. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, read a book, show up for a friend. A lot of people spend their lives wishing they had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it your priority. 
therapy personally for me has helped me a lot focus on my goals. And you've heard me talk on the podcast of the whole idea of whiteboarding and manifesting and, and really getting clear with myself what I want to accomplish in my life and where I want to set my sights. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RealFriends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RealFriends. And we're back. And we're back. Was it I'm Gonna Get You Sucker or was it Hollywood Shuffle? That's Hollywood Shuffle. Yeah, I love that movie. Winky. Do you think that movie holds up? Yeah, absolutely. We got to watch that movie. We should do a rewatch of Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, you killed it, my brother. <laughs> I loved it, this dude, baby. Do you guys know this movie, Daniel Joel? I've not seen Hollywood Shuffle. Oh, my not God. You guys Shuffle. have to watch Hollywood Shuffle. The great Shuffle. Robert Townsend, okay. the great uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans, the great- Joelle, it will pair very nicely with Jazz Cabbage. Uh, then you know I'm about it. Let's do it. It, uh, it, it. It's morally, it's amazing, too. It all takes place like in the early 80s when Eddie Murphy was the king of- Yes. of uh, what he did and his style of comedy was reigning supreme and how everybody wanted black people to be like Eddie Murphy on auditions and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of the words that is used in this, which was used a lot back in the day, was, hey, man, do you think maybe you could do that just a little bit blacker? Oh, mm, mm, mm. I Hollywood Shuffle. Was that, said to you? was that said to you, Donald, ever? Everybody, I think if you were acting in the early 80s, late 90s, somebody tried to figure out a way to say that to you without saying it. If they did say it, you know, wow. But if they didn't, it would be like, yo, could you wow. jazz it up or something? Or maybe, you know, oh, jazz put, that it up. Thing, put that thing, that thing, that thing that y'all Street. Doing. And then they say, like, can you, a little more street? Right. More street. Ugh. Yeah. More street. <laughs> what was that from? That was if that was if Evie from Small Wonder was a racist director. Donald, could you do that again? More street. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that is a deep cut joke. <laughs> or if Evie was a racist director, Evie from Small Wonder was a racist director, and she was like, Donald, one more time, blacker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, that is a deep cut joke. That uh, was one of our on set jokes, right? That was one of our. On -set you gotta know. Jokes. You gotta know it, who Evie from Small Wonder is. I bet a lot of these children listening don't know. Small, come on. There was Everybody a sitcom knew. called Small Wonder, and it was the really, really bad sitcom. But the the premise was that the dad had built a, a robot daughter, daughter, and she looked like a human, but she was a robot and talked but like a had, robot, and she had special powers. She talked like a robot. Yes. Donald, uh, more street. Donald, do that again this time. Blacker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, that's oh, fucking – you guys got to watch Hollywood Shuffle. It's, it's, I, I, Donald says it holds up. I haven't seen right. it in years. But I'm going to start a, making a list of all the movies you say we should watch, and that's going to be our rewatch. It is a big – it is yes. a big satire of <laughs> – I like that. That's fun. Uh, it's a big satire of uh, the, the film industry from the perspective of a of a young black filmmaker, uh, Robert Townsend, who just – it was. I think it was one of his earliest films, right, Donald? Dude, yeah, it, yeah. He he made the movie. He was using so his young. Credit cards. Yeah, dude. Uh, like literally, he took his credit. He used his credit cards to make this movie. Yeah. Don't you remember Homeboys on, on film where they're in the movie theater, and they're the they're instead of Siskel and Ebert, it's two brothers from the neighborhood, <laughs> and they're giving you what they like about what movies they liked and everything like that. I forgot that part. And they, oh man, the one with dirty. They do one with dirty Harry. You don't remember? He's like, we give that one the finger. <laughs> or and then there's the one where it's Indiana Jones, and it's like, uh, <laughs> he goes, I thought it was, I thought it sucked, but he liked it. That bullshit. You don't remember that? <laughs> no. <laughs> remember that? No, but I remember really laughing and thinking Robert Townsend was a genius. Yeah, he is a genius, man. Like him, yeah. Eddie Murphy, Keenan Ivory Wayans, when they, when the three of them were together. They were unstoppable, man. Like, that was like the dynamic trio. That was like the one, the three of them together, they all, all three of them worked together. Yeah. And they were, I you mean, were that's me that, like, You would tell me that there was a lot of uh, collaboration that I didn't know about between those guys. Yeah, man. That was like the, that was the crew. I, and I, you know, they were all just so funny. It was like, imagine having the three funniest people on the planet at oh the time God. working together. And that's what that was. Did you I ever know? tell you my story? Remind me if I told you the story in the podcast where my, my, my brother and I were pitching to this like old white woman producer, a script. And she goes, you know, you could go black with it. And we're like, sure. Uh, yeah. That uh, there's no reason why it couldn't be an African American story. And she goes, you know, they're doing their thing. <laughs> And she, she moved her arms like this. I'm moving them back and forth. And she like kind of scrunched up. She scrunched up her face. And she's like, you know, they're doing their thing. Oh, boy. <laughs> I never forgot that. You don't ever want her to pitch a movie for you. I never forgot that. She should never, ever pitch a movie for you. Ever. No, we were pitching a movie to her. And her response was. Well, yeah, because she's going to take this to her boss. And be like, you know, so I think I got them to go black with it. Yeah, well, they're going to go black with it, you know, because we can get them doing their thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what she was trying to imitate because I can't tell if it's like, is it a basketball move? Is no, it, I, think I think it was, I think it was, they were strutting down the street and being oh, funny with their arms. They're, they're they got a big thing. giant pimp arm walk. Okay. Mm, yeah. Got it. Mm. <laughs> mm. That makes oh, my God. The, oh man. They're doing it. All right. Now, I laughed out loud very hard when you see JD in my tidy whities sidestepping <laughs> out of the apartment. <laughs> yeah. And then you guys catch me and I go, just going to take a quick twosie. Quick twosie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was very funny. Yeah, man. There were, there was a, the episode started off where I was like, this doesn't feel like Scrubs at all. Really? And then as it went on, it was like, this is when Scrubs gets wacky. This it is gets when wacky. It I mean, we literally have an ostrich that we have. A, we get treed by ostriches. They steal yeah. Donald's Kango. <laughs> and, and they run around they, with it. No, and then they we can't come down because they're working in shifts as sentries. Yeah. The ostriches. 
That was the Jason Bateman episode where he makes the, he episode. makes them into belts. He makes their yeah, necks into belts. He makes their necks into belts. <laughs> he makes their necks into belts. What season belts. is that? Is that this season? I think it is, yeah, man. It is. Oh my goodness. This season's going to be wacky. Big bird. Yeah, this season's going to be wacky as hell. You can tell we're amped up, though, Donald. We're geeked. We, we came in all hot. We came in, like, raring to go. I think, I, you know what? I think, like, either we worked during the summer, or if we didn't work, we definitely partied hard during the summer. Like, we yeah. were... My doughiness suggests that I probably partied. Well, all I'm saying is we were ready to, we were ready to go back and be as... Like, we, we are definitely feeling ourselves in the beginning yes, of this. Yes, I agree. You know, like I agree. We're, we're, the, the acting is really big. You know, we're yeah. we're, we're, we're we're like we're like racehorses or or that were kept in the stable, and we're like we're fucking let's go. Right, <laughs> and we come out swinging, man. Yeah, <laughs> Joelle, is there a guest today? There is. We have a and they're here. All right, we'll be right back after these fine words. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Daylight savings time is starting up again for most states. The goal? To give everyone more daylight from March through November. By setting clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash real friends. 
ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash real friends. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash real friends. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And we're back. We are back. All right, let's go to a caller, Joelle. That's always a fun segment. Oh, I yeah. kind of, I kind of like it when they're when they're really nutty. We might need to get more um, people that have open relationships and stuff. That's good. That's good. Radio. I do. I do like to have conversations that make people just a little uncomfortable. Yeah, so, I like yeah. something that would make Bill hide under a Ted Lasso flag. <laughs> okay, no. By the way, L.A. is covered in Ted Lasso billboards. Have you noticed this? Yeah. Oh, they're mm-hmm. everywhere. They're spending that money. Good, man. Good. It's a hit show. How I funny should. was it when Steve Harvey was what, what about Bill was like, make that money and he started yep. doing the money gesture. <laughs> mm-hmm. We got a caller who gave us a holler. We could talk Star Wars or sing show tunes, you know, like a baller. Smoke some jazz cabbage. Maybe talk about the episode. So come on, Joel, let's get the show on. Give it up for Travis McDonald! Hi, Travis. Hi, Zach. Hi, this is um, Donald Faison, Joelle <clears throat> Monique, and uh, DJ Daniel. What's happening, Travis? Hey, Don. Don. Donald. You go by Don or Donald? Donald, usually. Yeah, Donald there's no one who ever calls you Don. Is there, Donald? You, you never became a Don. <laughs> there are a few people out there that... Out there to call me Don. Really? Who are I'm not one of them. Well, you Uh, just met him, and you haven't reached Don status. I don't. Have you reached Don Don status, Zach? No, no, no. No, I just went to the most enduring term for the closest of his inner circle, which is Twatiers. Wait, no, stop calling me Twatiers, okay? I know it's going to happen in public, and I'm going to be so bummed out when someone calls me Twatiers. You almost did it at Disneyland. That was hilarious. I know, and then he switched to T-ears because it was inappropriate to yell twat, so he was like, T-ears, get back here. (laughs) What about when you you ran into Frozone, Donald? You had a whole scene with Frozone. Hey, Frozone, you got your super suit, Frozone. (laughs) Frozone found his super suit. I got to post that video. You are so funny. And then Frozone couldn't talk because he's in a suit. I was like, I could have watched Donald and Frozone talk for like a half hour. <laughs> the best moment was getting off the Millennium Falcon ride with my kids and uh, your kid from uh, Cheaper by the Dozen yeah, uh, and Chewie talking to us mm-hmm. and actually mm. being able to understand what Chewie was <clears throat> saying because... He was doing sign language. You understood it? No, he wasn't doing sign language. He was asking us if we flew to Falcon. He asked us how we did. I told him I messed up the ship a little bit. He then said to me, don't worry, I can fix it. By, you know what I mean? Like, But I knew th- that he was saying it. I was like, holy cow. All of these years of watching Star Wars, I definitely speak Wookiee now. <laughs> so <laughs> you're saying... Donald, that- I, actually ha- I can actually do a Chewbacca. Let's hear it. That's pretty good. Easy All right. Chewy. I don't Easy think you don't sound impressed. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that good? <laughs> All right, Travis, welcome to the program. Where are you calling from? Dallas, Texas. Well, Dallas, welcome, Texas welcome, welcome. House. Mm-hmm. 
Hello, um, Texas. Hello, Texas folks. We love you, all you Texans. Um, Travis, what's your question for us today? So um, my first question was, you know, they say never to meet your heroes, and I'm kind of doing that right now. Oh, but you. I would want to know, when is an, uh, a moment that you guys have met somebody that you've looked up to, or it doesn't necessarily have to be a hero, but they were better than they expect, than you expected oh, them to be. Better than we expected. Like, yes. Oh, their generosity, a kindness. Of times. That's happened a couple That's of times. That's a good question. I'm glad you didn't ask the opposite because we couldn't really say that about someone. We wouldn't, mm -hmm. we wouldn't speak ill of anyone. Whenever I met Eddie Murphy, he was very, very comp. You know, he was always very nice and gave a lot of compliments, you know, to mm -hmm. me and my family every time I've met him. Um, and that is a hero of mine. And I was nervous that he wouldn't be like that. Denzel Washington, the same thing. You know, when we were working together, you know, when I was working with Denzel, uh, he very much was the character he played in uh, in Remember the Titans. He stuck to it. But once it was over, every time I... I mean, I remember one time I was walking down the street in Hollywood and Denzel drove by and stopped his car and rolled down the window to talk to me. You know what I mean? He, he, he like, hollered at me while I was walking. Hey, 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 Donald! And I look yeah. in the car and it's Denzel in the car. And I was like, yo, dude, what is... You know what oh I mean? Oh, my God. So, like... Every time I've every time I've had the opportunity to meet one of my heroes, it's been that way. The only hero that I haven't met, a, a hero of mine that I haven't met, is Harrison Ford. Believe it or not, I've never met him. Mm. Mm. I'm scared oh. to meet him too. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you because yeah. that it that I'd is one of those moments. That's oh, one of those would, moments he's where he's got to join and he'll be your best friend. Well, I hope that would happen, or it could be he's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he would be rude to you. Uh, my answer is Bobby D. Bobby D. De Niro. I, I looked up to him my whole life. I used to intern at the Tribeca Film Center, which he um, created and runs in New York. And I remember I was an intern and I saw him get in the elevator once and I was like, <gasps> I had never even like seen a celebrity of that magnitude before. And then cut to, you know, uh, a little over a year ago and I'm starring in a movie with him and uh, which is coming out, by the way, Ch uh, which is coming out, by the way, um, July 23rd, isn't it? July wow. 23rd, the comeback trail. So wow. <laughs> if you're on your phone right now, put it in your iCal. Um, you know July what, 23rd. And uh, go ahead. And he was just so cool. You know, I, 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 I can't speak enough to how, how instantly we were friends and talking about so much stuff. And, and then he invited me and Florence over his house for dinner. And, um, and that was the most surreal experience of my life. And uh, we text to this day all the time, and I, I just cannot believe that I'm friends with Robert De Niro because he's one of the, my favorite actors of all time. And and so, yeah, the moment I was in his massage chair in his house, um, and Florence and I were giggling, I was like, "This is pretty crazy." So I have two more people that I should probably go say. ahead, Donald. So when I met Robert De Niro, I was a kid, and Don't I auditioned. Fucking get on my De Niro. I got to do that. <laughs> well, let and me I tell did. you about the time that I hung out with Denzel. Okay, and I was doing, and I, I, I was, I. He had me do the table read for Bronx Tale, mm -hmm. a, a Bronx Tale, and then I auditioned for a Bronx Tale. I didn't get the movie, which you know kind of sucked. But I remember going on the audition. I, I remember going to the table read and meeting everybody. It seemed like from a Scorsese film was there, like all of the actors. Uh, and I remember that was one, and everybody was mad cool. But the one time where it was like. I'd maybe I shouldn't do it because everybody tells me not to do it. 
was Bill Murray. Oh, at an audition, I, I, I want to meet him so bad. At an audition, he walked out of the of the room, and people. I remember people telling me, "If you ever meet Bill Murray, don't say anything to him. He doesn't like that shit." And he walked out, and everybody gets quiet and doesn't say anything. And I was like, "Fuck this! This might be the only time I ever get to meet this guy. Even if he yells at me, I'll take it." And hmm. I go, "Hey, Bill!" And he turns around. And I go, "Man, I really loved Groundhog Day." And he looks at me and he goes, oh, thanks, kid. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. And then gets in the elevator and leaves. And that just made my day, the fact that he was like, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> he might have muttered that to himself in the elevator, but... Yeah, but still, uh, man, have you, I, I love have I you loved seen the, uh, him. Have you seen the Netflix movie about meeting Bill Murray, where he'll just show up at like random parties yeah, and uh, like he he showed up at some party in London. He was like doing their dishes, and he'd like go up and like eat some eat something off of somebody's plate. And he said, "I dare you to tell somebody no one no one will ever believe you, and they'll just walk off." Mm-hmm. He's amazing yeah. like that man. Yeah. Like yeah. he is he is a legend. Like he is an ultimate legend. Like the the fact that I don't know if this is true or not, but there's a number that you it call is true. It is if true, you want I him to be to in a movie, and if he's and if he decides he wants to do it. He just does it. You There's know an I mean? 800 number. I got it. I got it from a director because I, I was thinking about trying to offer him something. And uh, I don't know if you can see this, but look at that. Wow. He's got okay. a Bill Murray t-shirt. That's cool. Bill Murray t-shirt. My wife loves that shirt. <laughs> loves it. All right, Travis, what's your, what's your next question, my friend? So I would like to know. Uh, oh, by the way, I want to give your girlfriend a compliment, Zach. Go ahead. I love her voice and I could listen to her read a, a phone book. Yeah. She has a very, very, very yes. distinct thing. And and most people don't know this about her. Um, um, she has an incredible singing voice. She was, when before Florence broke with her first film, she was kind of deciding whether to pursue the singer-songwriter route or the acting route. Obviously, she wanted to do both. And then she got a film and blew up. But she is an incredible um, singer as well. Uh, my second question. So I wanted to know, like, if you were going to submit like a, a scene or a monologue or something from anything that you've done, like scrubs hmm. or a movie or whatever for it's, let's say it was like an Oscar reel. What from your body of work would you wow. submit? And what would you submit from each other's body of work? Like Zach, oh what would you put from Donald's body of work? Oh, that's a great question. Show? I'd put Donald doing the poison dance. <laughs> <laughs> I'd obviously put his classic scene with uh, Denzel. Oh Yeah. I'd, I would. Uh, I would. I'd definitely put uh, <laughs> Donald in the car, uh, getting on the highway in in Clueless. <laughs> <laughs> I would put all of Garden State up. Mm. <laughs> That's not a real. Oh, the whole you can't put up the whole movie, Donald. Okay, so you're just saying would... that because you can't remember individual scenes. Ooh. No, that's not true. It's a goo. But I would put all of Garden State up. I would put. Um, I would try and throw his name in the hat for director as well. Because I think he's one of my favorite directors. When I know nice. when he does something, if I'm in it, I'm going to fucking be good. You know what I mean? Because he <laughs> has a great knack for communication with actors. And Thank you. Let me see. I don't know, man. I don't know. He has a lot of things that are very good. I, I and, and whole bodies. Like, he's a great storyteller. So I would have to put all of Garden State. I'd have to put all of Wish I Was Here. I'd have to put like I'd I got a like, deep cut that you don't know, so, and it's from Last Kiss, 
and it's one of my favorite scenes I've ever been in. And it's me and Tom Wilkinson on the front porch. On the porch, uh, yeah. yeah. But he's, he's great in that to, like, scene too. He's really good. I know in that he scene. drives the scene. I just yeah. when I, when he asked this question, I've never. It's a very good question. I haven't thought about it. And my brain went. You know, your brain just automatically. You know, there's obviously the, the things I'm most known for, but my brain went to that scene with Tom Wilkinson as something I thought was special. Isn't it like he said, "Did you actually do this thing that she's accusing you of doing?" Yeah. And that where he says that, and then he. He, yeah, says, that's a really um, good he says a great quote, which is something, if I'm paraphrasing, but it's something like, it's, it doesn't matter what you say. It's what you mm -hmm. do to the people who love you that matters. It, what you say means nothing. It's what you actually do. Something like that. I don't know. It's really powerful. Yeah. It's a very a underrated cast, movie. Great cast. Um, all right. It's time for Texas's favorite segment, everybody. Dallas, Texas's favorite segment, Joe. It's time to fix your... Laugh! Travis, how can we fix your life? We're here to help you. Now, my question was that um, ever since I had a kid, I've noticed that like the relationship that I've had that I have with my friends that don't have kids has kind of changed. And, you know, my priorities have changed. And, and um, I, I've noticed that, you know, there, it turns into tension and things like that. And I was wondering how the two of you has the has y'all's relationship changed since I guess has Donald had kids the entire time or how do you guys na navigate that with Zach not having kids and Donald having kids? It's a favorite part of the show. Oh, there she is. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> Hi, beautiful. Casey. We're talking. That's Travis and uh, Casey. Hi. And um, right. Travis was just asking how we navigate our friendship. When y'all have all these kids and I have none, if if uh, how we how we do it because I'm so free and don't have any responsibilities in the children department, but y'all have like 37. Oh. And he's from Dallas, Texas, so be extra nice. Oh, hi. Um, hi. Well, for just to give an example of how out of touch Zach is with having kids, <laughs> we, you know, we've been friends with Zach for, I've been friends with Zach for 15 years and our oldest is almost eight. And two days ago was the first time he's taken us to Disney, let us go to Disneyland <laughs> with our kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, we know. I think Zach's just kind of coming around now. You know, he, we, but I love your kids when I'm with them. I've played with them like crazy. Course. Hey, I get it. If I didn't have kids, I wouldn't want to hang out with kids. Well, sometimes you know. we go to Disneyland and it's an adult trip to yeah. Disneyland. Joelle's nodding. She knows. Yeah, it's and always sometimes, an adult trip. Sometimes you bring the Rugrats because they slow shit down. Yeah. With their tiny time, legs. First time we brought the Rugrats was two days ago. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, no, I think he's just kind of meeting us in the middle. We're, you know, we try. We like to have adult time with Zach because, you know, that's, it was like that for so long. So Zach, we, I love you. Oh God! <laughs> what did she play? Did he play Zach? I love you. He said you. I love. It said I love you. Yeah. Zach, 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 I love you. Casey, calm down. Oh we have a God. guest here. It's not appropriate. Exactly. I should charge people for that. That's yeah. Awesome. We should make it a ringtone, Joel. Will you make so Zach, sexy. I love you, a ringtone? You need to be on cameo. Uh, no, mm -hmm. we're not going to be on cameo. Casey, yeah. you can go on cameo. But you know, I think it's. I think we have to do just as much as Zach does as far as meeting in the middle mm. because. I really, I think I'm very conscious of it. If it was up to Donald, Donald would be like, well, fuck it. If we can't bring our kids, we're never going to go anywhere. And I still, yeah. I still like to go places without my kids because I had such a fun life before kids. 
as much right. as it is fun. But now. you guys, you know, you yeah. were worried. We were having a barbecue, and you said, "Should we bring the kids or not?" And you're like, "They're going to be loud." And I was like, "It's a barbecue. Have them swim. Who cares?" And they had an amazing time. Yeah. Well, they're also older now. They're at the age now of you know understanding that Uncle Zach gets really pissed off if you scream. So they no, my my only <laughs> no, not pissed off. I just have a no screeching policy. And and Casey's like Casey's like I just decided if it comes from Uncle Zach it might stick better than if Mom is like keep it down keep it down I was like guys do whatever you want there's no high pitched screaming yeah one of <laughs> them one of them actually raised their voice in the pool and Zach said yo it's a little too loud <laughs> <laughs> but don't you want don't you want son, Uncle Zach to lay down some yeah some rules? exactly my son looked at him with eyes like huge when, well because when it's from you guys they're like roll their eyes and they're screaming 10 seconds later yeah but if Uncle Zach listen. lays down a rule they might listen yeah yeah so he got real staccato with it yeah, yeah. no screeching he's like hey shut your mouth hey, no I did not I said, oh I know, I know tone it down I didn't say it like that either. <laughs> I said, tone it down. You got real staccato. But, but I have to say, you've given in You've given in quite a bit over the past two years, I would say. Well, you guys are a beautiful family. And I, I hope I have kids. I really would love to have children one day. Um, and um, it was nice. I brought, there's a child uh, uh, um, from Cheaper by the Dozen who I, I really bonded with. And um, we brought him and his mom to Disneyland. And uh it's. I, I can see that I have this paternal instinct in me to to want to be a, a, a dad one day, and I hope I'm. I hope I'm as good a parent as you are one day. Aww. You too. You're gonna be a great dad. <clears throat> hope I am too. Well, how old's your kid, Travis? Almost two. Okay. Are you a good dad? Are you, do you do you put in the time? I put in the time whenever I can. Well, I mean, I'm a, I'm an anesthesiologist, so I get the times that I am home. I'm parent number one, and the weekends that I'm not working. Yeah. Guess where he lives? Where, in Dallas. Oh. Okay. I know. I have to say this. I have to say, my kids, I don't know, I can't speak for all kids, but my kids notice when he doesn't help me. <laughs> they, so, notice, they notice all the time. They then. know. So they, <laughs> you know, he could buy them every gift in the world, take them to Target every day, buy them whatever, mm. but they will still be like, but dad's lazy. Oh my god! <laughs> but dad, dad didn't help you this morning. Dad didn't oh do this. God. So I That's think rough. if you just, you know, ex, you know, portray there's no shortcuts, no delegating. Yeah. I knew it was an issue, and that I needed to step up more. When my kid was like, "Yeah, but dad, you know you're lazy." Oh my god! I was like, god. "What? Wow, that must be hard when you're like that must be hard when you're like family. That must be hard when you're like mom." Oh, that must be yeah. hard when you're like, bro, I just paid the mortgage. I just bought you food. Exactly. I, I'm, I, I'm lying down on the couch for a second. But that's the thing. Like, they can't they can't wrap their head around that. That doesn't make, mean <laughs> anything to them. What they see is, is someone sitting on the couch, you know, whether he just got home from working all day or, you know, like you, working mm. all night, whatever, coming home, sitting on the couch, and if the wife is the one doing everything, dressing, fixing the food, doing all this – even if you just stand up and act like you're in there helping in some way, they that's that's all it takes for them to think. Yeah, right. my daughter, like I had worked a long day yesterday and she just ran up and like she just said no and shoved me and ran off to my wife. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's just girls. That's girls in general. <laughs> yeah. All right, Casey, we gotta <laughs> finish right, the show. Bye. We love you. Thanks, Casey. Because the air conditioning guy needs to get up in Okay. The okay, we're finishing. <laughs> air conditioning guy. Are we finishing? <laughs> Travis, um, you're welcome. We have one question. Travis, you're an yes. anesthesiologist, right? 
Yes, I am. Now, I had a um, hernia surgery many years ago, and I remember mm -hmm. um, they gave me something in the right before they took me in. They gave me a shot of something. It wasn't the yes. full anesthesia, but it was a little. What was that, Travis? That was <laughs> it's delicious. Versed. 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 Yeah, that made very me feel common. really, really good. Yes. It comes requested by name very often. Okay. Well, I'm telling you, if you have to get surgery, ask your anesthesiologist for some versed. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm like? Yeah. <laughs> this is your fake doctor recommendation. Because for a second, I was like, okay. okay. If I ever go under again, I'm going to try and fight it. I'm gonna try and fight it. Yeah, I, my all patients tell me that all the time. Like, I'm, 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 I'm gonna stay awake. It's like, do what you can. I'm undefeated. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and fight it. I'm gonna stand out. I'm gonna as loud as I can. It's not gonna work. I'm gonna do Just it. Just gritting your teeth. <laughs> Wait, one more anesthesiologist question. And I, I know this is probably is an anesthesiologist, but you'll know the answer. I'm told that after you have a colonoscopy. Mm -hmm. You, you still technically experienced it, but then they give you a drug that wipes your memory like men in black of the experience. Is that true? St we're still, I think we're still talking about Versed now. I, I don't typically give people Versed for colonoscopies just because it's a quick procedure and I want them to be able to get up and get out of the hospital. So, but no, there's no like men in black pen or anything like that. Oh, but I heard that. I heard something that maybe, maybe someone was making shit up, but like you really do experience the full colonoscopy. And then, but they give you something after that men in blacks your memory. No, it's, <laughs> no. I mean, there's some people that will like wake up. There's one portion where they're going around uh, the bend where it gets real stimulating. And some people will just stimulating. Sit up. Yeah. yeah. Like cock or like they sit up. Do like people ever get erections. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like ever. Like, yeah. Like from colonoscopies. Really? No, not from colonoscopies. Oh. Have you been in surgery uh, doing anesthesiologist and someone just randomly got an erection? Yeah. I mean, when they're, they're like putting Foley catheters in, yeah, they'll, oh. sometimes they will. Wow. I that sounds, like that I feel like it hurts. It doesn't feel like yeah. it. It's more like uncomfortable than painful. I mean, if they use, if they use enough lube. Yeah. Oh, if they use enough lube, Donald. Oh, yeah. Gosh. I, I mean, look, man. Sorry, Donald. Donald. Okay. Hey, no, no, Donald, no problem. <laughs> Donald, have you had a colonoscopy yet? I've had a colonoscopy. You have? Yes, yes, I have. I got to have mine. Get it done. I'm worried. Get it done. No, I'm worried I'm going to break not, Travis's. No, I'm worried I'm going to break Travis's record and be the first one to get an erection. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, boy. Get it Jeez. done, bro. No no joke. It's uh it's worth it's no, worth it. No, I know. It. Of course. And I'm we're joking, but you, all you men out there, what's the age, Travis? We can do a public service announcement. 40 it's, years old. Just, they, yeah, they just changed it to 40. Now, if you have a strong family history then yeah, they'll bring you in earlier, but it's usually 40. All right. Well, now we're going to switch to a serious public service announcement. 40 and above, you got to have a colonoscopy and make sure you do not have any suspicious things on your colon. Right, Travis? Exactly. I actually turned 40 in a week, so thank you for the reminder. I'm reminding hey. you. Gosh, I'm a good fake doctor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I need to remind myself I'm 46. Get it done. I'm going to get it done. Mm -hmm. All right. And before we go, this segment on Fake Doctors, Real Friends is brought to you by T-Mobile. If you need great coverage, especially when enjoying your favorite podcast, check out T-Mobile. Hey, and here we go, uh, everybody. We have a beautiful pitch uh, for where we should take the podcast in the future from our friend Christine, a massive fan of Scrubs. Here we go. Take it away, Christine. Hey, Fake Doctors crew. My name is Christine. I'm from Denver, Colorado. I'm a longtime listener, lifetime watcher of Scrubs, so... 
when this podcast came out, it's the only reason why I clean the house and work out is because this podcast would, you know, get me through those, the things that I hate doing. So please continue doing this. Because um, I have a clean house and I feel fit. So <laughs> thank you so much for my life. Um I know a bunch of Scrubs fans out there and especially listeners just want this to continue going. We dread the day that you guys are going to, you know, watch the last episode and relive it. So my idea is fake doctors, real friends, real life, because, you know, there's things in Scrubs that maybe has happened in real life. So maybe there's a scene or a situation that a fan has been through and they call in and you interview them and you guys get to relive these these situations or um you know scenes that have been brilliantly written and there's a fan or two out there that are like that has happened to me it's so accurate um <laughs> maybe there's a real life Elliot and JD out there that is dated and broken up and now married or something like that um there is and they I'm went sure to- there's lots or of maybe those. there's a real situation out there that doctor you know, Cox has been through, and then you invite John back, and you know, you all get to talk about that episode again, or talk about that scene again. Maybe someone gave birth to a pumpkin in real life. So that's my idea: fake doctors, real friends, real life. Let's keep this podcast going. Let's pay homage and honor the show. Let's just keep it going you forever me. and ever. You honor There's me. So you honor me out there in so many real life situations, real life scrub stuff. So, um. Yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Christine. Wow, that was that very was awesome. kind. Um, that was very kind. She said a lot of nice things about the show, Donald. I like her. She did. You know what? what's clear is that, one, they love Scrubs. Everyone yes. that listens to this yes. loves Scrubs. Unlike, unlike TLC, they want Scrubs. They want more Scrubs, right. actually. <laughs> yeah, they want um, most Scrubs. Most Scrubs. Yeah. The, scrubs. Put your thing down, baby, and reverse it. <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <okay. laughs> but. That's one. Two, they want this podcast to continue going. Yes, yes, Donald. We have to figure out a way to keep the Scrubs theme there, but completely redirect where this po- what this podcast is. What if we did it in the nude, but we wore leaves over our junk? Word? Oh I'm trying God. to keep it going. We're going to keep it going. Nobody worry. We're going to figure it out. We only have... Uh, we have a few more episodes to figure it out. We got season nine to figure it out. Yeah, we got season nine to figure out. Thanks, T-Mobile. Did you know that at T-Mobile, new and existing customers always get the same great device deals with Go 5G Plus plans? It's true. So why wait? Check out T-Mobile.com slash Go CY. Now back to the show. I want to quickly plug a couple things. Um, Don't forget to pick up Live Your Life by Amanda Klutz. It is number eight. As Last I checked, it was like, in terms of new release books on Amazon, it was number eight. Amazing. Which is pretty amazing, and uh, it's pretty thrilling for her. And I know I'll always be seen as biased, but this is a very, very beautiful story. Live Your Life by Amanda Klutz. Please pick that up. Uh, get your tickets to Black Widow, because everybody loves the Florence Pugh, and uh, they're going to call it the, the, the Marvel Pugh-niverse. Hey, uh, um, it's coming out. And, uh, and follow us on Instagram. Daniel, what's your handle? At DJ underscore Daniel. Same thing on Twitter and Twitch. Okay. Joelle? You find me everywhere at Joelle Monique. It's J-O-E-L-L-E-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. I got to change Donald. on Instagram. You're so good at that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. I'd appreciate it. We're pushing forward. The numbers are going up. 
<laughs> we could do better, though. We can all do better. All right, well, tell them your fucking handle, ass neck. <laughs> oh, boy. First of all, <laughs> twat ears. T ears, which is the Disney version. T ears. The Disney version is T ears, but twat ears. Watch how tears. you talk to me. Tears. Tears. Um, it's Donald underscore Azon. Donald underscore Azon. That's now, where you, you can find. Now, as you recall, the underscore happened because he was stoned and uh, no, hit the I was wrong drunk button. out of he my was mind. Drunk and hit the wrong F key, and it became underscore. Just saying. which he's never rectified. For what? <laughs> Instagram will help you fix that. <laughs> no, it's quite all right. Um, and I'm at Zach Braff. I'm ab- about to cross 1.5 million. So come on, push yeah. me over the edge. Push me over the edge. Uh, if you guys push him over the edge before I get to the million, I'm going to be pissed off. All right. Um, we love you all. Uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, five, six, seven, eight. Stories about show we made. About a bunch of dogs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.